Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Enel Eisenwell, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manoui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Aniolowski, and Herbert Hike. Our recap will be given by Keith Craig, and this is episode four. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Keith. Thank you, Tom. Memorandum for Mr. Robert Jatik from Dr. Heather Mills. Subject, report, daily report on investigation into the disappearance of Dr. Tate. Date, August 2nd, 1991. Mr. Jatik, we've continued the investigation into the disappearance of Dr. Tate. We arrived at his combo and found it empty as we expected. We did successfully discover what he used all those VHS tapes for, as he liked to record his predilections. But it did not look like he kept the, the creature here, as he did not have any of, the, of his dietary needs stored. As we were uh, traveling down the hallway, we found an interesting newspaper clipping of Dr. Tate getting an award from a Dr. Finley of the uh, Dawn Biocide. He, the award was for originating procedures for improving commercial possibilities of recombinant, recombinant technologies. We hadn't found any record of this before. Another interesting thing we found was that he had recently transferred some money into a, another account. But again, we haven't been able to figure out what it was for or to what account he transferred it in as no statement was present. We found a, pass, a computer, but we had no idea on the password. Fortunately, Dr. Evans knew a trick to remove the hard drive and plug it into another computer to be able to get around the password. We quickly disassembled the computer and took the hard drive with us. On the way back to the uh, lab, we decided to swing by the park where his car was found, but found nothing of interest except for some, some punk kids that did not know what a $20 bill was. Tests on the creature show it only responds to, to live creatures and it has no uh, response to any inanimate objects. We have no idea how it senses any other life form. We're not even sure if it is a plant or an animal as it seems to have traits of both. It was of interesting note that it seems to use an ambush hunting tactic that for when, once it stops moving, it looks like an old tree stump and then pounces on its prey. Anyway, Dr. Evans gets the computer drive open, and there's a lot of information on there. We did find a folder for his work password, electrophoresis, pronunciation probably wrong. Also, a login program for Don Biozyme. His last business email was a notification of his firing. One last piece of information we found was that mysterious number we had told you about apparently is tied to a Harold Gall. He was the person that we talked to earlier but didn't want to talk, talk to us. Anyway, we plan on heading out to Delilah to check out this farm, so expect a, bit, a billing expense for the gas. All right. So, um, I want to give you a little bit of time to regather your thoughts. So, you arrive back at the hotel, and you uh, you head up uh, stairs. You head up to the uh, you, you probably freshen up, and you head up to the Scat Cat Lounge, and uh, you order drinks. You sit there, you you chit chat for a while. Um, 
and after right right around eight o'clock, um, an announcer comes out, and he says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, sultry, sexy sounds of Mr. Pantelatoy, and uh, a jazz musician uh, is there uh, playing a saxophone, and he plays very, very sexy and." Uh, hauntingly uh, beautiful and so much so that it sort of captures your attention. Uh, this guy is, looks like he's maybe an older gentleman, maybe in his sixties, uh, dressed like uh, uh, a jazz, what you'd expect a jazz musician to dress like. Um, he has dark sunglasses. Uh, he just exudes cool. And you can see that there are some fans. There are some people who have come up here specifically to listen to him. Maybe they're related. Maybe they're groupies or whatever. Um, you can also see that he has CDs for sale on the side. And uh, he's going to play for maybe 45 minutes and then take a break. Um, it's not so loud that it means you can't talk but uh somehow it's just kind of really nice this guy looks like he's got a lot of experience he knows exactly what he's doing he's familiar with being a musician for so long and uh what do you guys want to do now i wonder if he would know anything about god's lost children I know it's not his style of music, but, you know, if he's been around the local music scene, maybe he's he's heard a bit more about them than we have. Oh, yeah. Shot. Yeah. <clears throat> Bartender, dirty martini, please. <laughs> of course, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll say after, after 45 minutes or so, uh, he uh, leans forward to the microphone and he's like, uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take a 15-minute break, and uh, I'll be back uh, after that. And he gets up, and he sets his saxophone into a um, sort of cradle. Of its mm -hmm. uh, he goes up to the bar, and he orders himself a drink, and he sits at an empty table over to the side of the of the stage. So I'll, I'll, go, the I'll go over there and... And say hello. Hello. I have to say I, I really liked your your set there. I can't wait to hear hear some more. I've always been a big fan of jazz. Oh, thank you so much. I've been playing for oof as long back as I can remember. And he has a definite sort of New Orleans sound to his voice. <laughs> okay. That's sort of sweet southern sound. Yeah, I used to. I used to sing in. Um, Go ahead. I used to sing in a jazz ensemble back in, back when I was younger. Yeah, singer. Wow. I dabble. It's like, uh, well, I haven't seen you here before. So you you new to the area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here here on business. So many people are. It seems Are to be your a, friends over there. Yeah, we've got some some colleagues of mine. Y'all look like businessmen. Yep. You know, this is a nice place. Do you come around here often? 
Oh, I play here off and on. I play all over the place. I play wherever they want to hire me. I'm getting a little old, but, uh, you know, to rock with the, the youngins, but uh, I do pretty good. Well, are all the, are there many other jazz musicians who kind of tour the local scene? Oh, there's lots of jazz musicians. Uh, I wouldn't uh, like to brag and say none of them quite as good as I am on the saxophone, but, uh, you know, there's good ones out there. Uh, now, how, how are you familiar with a lot of the musicians who play around here? Most of them. Okay, have you heard? Uh, you know, when you're in the business, you know, you kind of, you get to know everybody. People have reputations. Now, my colleagues and I, when we when we got into the city, uh, we we had a run-in with I think some of the fans of a, of a local group, something called called GLC. Have you heard of them? God's Lost Children. Yeah. I've yeah. I've played with them actually. At least on oh, really? three occasions, I've played with them. Yeah. Is, are they the nice people? Mm, they're okay. About what you'd expect. They uh, they put on kind of that uh, that sort of uh, devilish uh, persona that so many musicians do nowadays, but. Uh, it's more an act than anything else. Just attracts a certain crowd. And their crowd can be kind of rough. You know, bikers and hell's angels, people like that. But they're okay. Mostly they're just stick. Just musicians. Okay. And they mostly just stick around to bars. and. Whatever. Most of the time they're going to be playing out at uh, Hades Retreat, out in Pan's Wash. Okay. It's about... Uh, about 10 miles outside of town toward the south but uh, you gentlemen I don't think you want to go there you're not the biker type nah, I mean, you're probably right I'll see if a girl bought one of your CDs would you mind signing it for her oh, of course of course I'll sign it for you and, excellent uh, he, yeah. he picks one up and mm-hmm. signs his name and uh, puts there. Uh, well, he asked you first, what's your name, honey? Uh, Margaret. Margaret, with love. Panther Latoy. He has his name. He says, you can just call me Panther. Panther? Well, it's nice to meet you, Panther. Hope to hear playing again soon. I have to get back to my colleagues, but. Sure. You enjoy your evening. Yes, he was well excited to hear you play again. And I'll walk back to. Meanwhile, over at the table, we've been watching this surreptitiously. I know, it's just like <laughs> <an> amusement. <laughs> also, while while Margaret was over there, I'm gonna bring up um is uh Don Biosign, do we know if it's traded openly on the market? Like can it be found on the stock exchange? Oh, I gave you all that information. Yeah, my them. assistant brought back some data about that. I can. I think I so. Can, yeah, I think that, I think that was mentioned. I, I was controlling interests. Wondering yeah. what they what they were traded at. If that was the three letters that was carved into the vehicle. Oh, they're like they're um. Oh yeah, yeah. There's their stock um. Uh no, they're DBZ. They like DBZ. So okay, I just that. 
I thought of that uh, earlier. And no, and that is and the parent company is pretty slippery. So right. that is a matter of interest, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if Don Myozyme isn't pub publicly traded, I'm sure somewhere up in its. Uh, just a thought. I thought maybe since he worked there, maybe that was something that clicked in and he scratched it in. Yeah. No, offhand, I think that it was a majority owned by a family company that uh, that moved to the Bahamas or some such shelter and started hiding most of his documentation. But we'll yeah. keep looking for it. So yeah, Margaret, that is good. That is a good idea. We could look up those those letters on the stock exchange. Yeah, just a shot could... in the dark. And yep. now, remind wait, what was the last name of the the Jabby's Panther? Latoy. Latoy. Yeah. Latoy. Yeah. It's a French name. Okay. Okay. And then he said it was was it a Hades Park? Hades, Hades retreat. retreat. Retreat at Pan Wash. And Pan's Wash. Wash. Can you give us the full address because we love writing those down, Tom? No. <laughs> it's Hades Retreat and Pan's Wash on Satan's Avenue and the corner of. Uh, it's on the corner of Helen Highwater. It's on the back side of Satan's Avenue. Oh, the worst thing. Now, uh, do we have that book, uh, the gentleman's address book with all the stars in it? I with us or keep that? Yeah. I mean, I know we took it from the house. I just don't know if we have it on us or if it's in. We'll the... say that you're collecting evidence and putting it in your lab. Yeah, I, your headquarters. And tomorrow, you, you took those tapes too, Ethan. So you know, you yeah. grabbed those music tapes. So those I know I gave to the assistants. I just didn't know if we were holding on to the book. If we came across the name, we could look into it, see if it's in the book. All right, we could we could look for. Panther Latoya. musician friend over there in, in his book or his tapes and your musician friend I think what did he give you his number I saw him writing something on the CD no just just his signature oh right. oh uh, I'll look at the CD is it uh, self-produced and any of the songs seem to be song titles they, are they the basic jazz trope song titles or Anything stand out? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's production company is Red Monkey. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of standards on there. A lot of it is uh, freeform jazz. Okay. Um, so it's got, it's got interesting little names to things like, you know, Sunset Over Tunisia and, and right. the Bada Boom and whatever. Right. Good. Uh, I'm gonna. All right. Is his groupie still hanging out? Yeah, it looks like they might have come with him, or brought him, or or whatever. Are they, are they uh, predominantly female? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go over and uh, chit chat with them. Being a you know fellow lady, you know, maybe won't be so. Be able to get in good. I'll, I'll come over with a, a drink and uh, I'll go. I'll ask him if they're the usual crowd that comes see sees this musician. Oh well, we 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 aren't really huge fans, but yeah, we uh, if we see him in town, he's just so good. 
Oh, uh, he's phenomenal and, and stuff. Uh, so he, he's not local is, is what you're implying? He's not a local act? He's all over the place. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've seen him in, in New Orleans and we've seen him in, oh. but he's, he's, I think he lives here in San Damiel now. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So sometimes uh, when, he's even, sometimes he's even downstairs during the day uh, uh, playing at the, the, what do I want to say? The, 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 the farmer's market. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just getting out, outside. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, is there usually uh, does he does he draw a pretty consistent audience? Like uh, we're looking for someone that a friend of ours that was a fan of his. And I'm just wondering if like you've seen him before. Well, he's been on a number of albums, so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think he he's one of those musicians that sort of gets around, you know. So he's he's been on a number of major labels but not as the not as the major part of it just as the background feature yeah yeah the hired gun on there oh yeah that makes sense oh i was but like i said we were looking for a, a friend of ours that was a, a fan of his and you know we i uh, just wondering uh you know and i i pull out a picture of dr dr tate the one with them holding the vials that you've given us i was like hey, you seen, seen this gentleman no no oh, okay oh yeah Okay, well, that, well, I appreciate that and all, you know, uh, hopefully uh, he gets back up on stage. I always hate these set breaks. <laughs> and he gets back up on stage and starts playing. And the first, well, the first thing he says is, I want to dedicate this first song to Miss Margaret Evans. <laughs> he plays something really, really haunting and beautiful. But she only said her name was Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else do you want to do? Do you want anything else this evening, or do you want to go to bed and then start in the morning? Let's, let's make plans for the morning. Are we going to go right out to the farm? We should get an early start. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. I think going out to the farm is probably a good yeah. choice. Did but, we leave? Uh, I mean, there's new security at the lab. Uh, did we leave a skeleton crew or did, was it assumed that, you know, experiments were going to start again in the morning? Uh, experiments would start in the morning. Yeah. So we can call into the lab and then head it to town. We've given plenty of, uh, ideas, I think for people yeah. to work on while we're, while we're away, it'll be five or six hours if we find nothing. So a full day. Mm -hmm. So right. what time are we going to meet in the lobby? Uh, I'm not used to California time yet. It's pretty early for me. But you want to say eight o'clock? Do you want to eat yeah. together? Uh, yeah, let's grab a bite to eat, but then let's meet at seven thirty to eat. So we're on the road by eight eight fifteen. Um, Doctor Flores, where are your where's your character from? Where did he fly in from? Do you know? I never specified a, a birthplace. I I left as needed on the character sheet so that. It, because there was a previous game where I happened to be just farther away and it was pointless, but made me take a helicopter. Uh, um, okay. Well, I was I'm, just thinking, if you're from back east, California time is actually later, so 10 a.m. would feel like... Oh, right. I, yes, that is yeah. the way it goes. Never mind. <laughs> I came from the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been based in the Philippines recently. 
Okay, that makes sense. All right, so what time did you want to meet? 7.30. Okay, and we will assume that you have breakfast and everything. Did you want to take anything with you, any supplies? Some extra bottles of water and some snacks. Okay. Even if I got to buy some don like muffins or chips, anything, just to have some sure. road munchies with us. Yeah, yeah we got a bunch of Evian uh, earlier today. I don't know yeah. how much of it we've drunk, but stuff like that, basics. Yeah. Bring a flashlight because, you know. Yeah, a couple of flashlights and some could. batteries. That yeah. farm might not have power. Exactly. But, yeah. And we, um, I'm sure we're going to have to gas up at some point before we get there just so we have a full tank. And I don't so, want to sound too paranoid, but do we have any firearms? Well, I requisitioned the tranquilizer gun. I don't know if it came in. I forgot to ask about it. Yeah. Tranquilizer gun would be good. Uh, maybe some bear spray. Bear spray would definitely be good. We can um, swing by the lab, I guess, on our way over yeah. and see if that... It's a trank rifle is what I requested. So that's what I'm used to using in my, you know, zoologist. At the exhibits, there's always one. I, I'm very familiar with it. I've fired it before. What tranquilizers do you typically do affect a creature that gives off cyanide gas? Yeah. I, I didn't hear that, Dr. Uh, I said I can't imagine that bear spray is going to bother creatures that give off cyanide gas. Correct. Yeah. You never know. Well, there could be bears out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know from Delilah. Um, we can say that, you know, because they did animal testing at uh, Zymphotech previously, then, yeah, there's they've probably got tranquilizer pistols and whatever that sort of thing you need. All right. So you guys are all packed up, ready to go. Um, are you going to bring any personal stuff with you uh, in case you decide to spend the night? No, I I am not because I, I I'm going with the assumption that I'm not thinking I'm spending the night. So. Okay. Yep. Same here. All right. All right, gentlemen. So you start on your drive by eight o'clock. You're you're on the road. How was that? It's a shock off. Ah. <laughs> I'm I'm playing right now. <laughs> Um, did you remember to play and walk your shock off every day? I, I forgot to feed. If you don't. <laughs> All right. So you head out uh, uh, up into the, the mountains, uh, the low mountains. It's mostly hills. And um, after about an hour and a half, you go off the side road that you see leads to Delilah. Um, uh, now... When you arrive in Delilah, you have one small problem. It's not a big problem. It's a small problem. And that's that you don't exactly know where the uh, the farm is. But you know it's out in Delilah. And Delilah is not a very big town. Right. Um, uh, you arrive in Delilah. It calls it a small the small hamlet of Delilah. And uh, when you arrive, you're, you're a little tired, you're a little hungry, uh, you've had some snacks, but you also need gas. 
Uh, there's a gas station and there's a little diner. Right. Do they have any maps? Because I remember from thinking of how much we enjoy writing an address is I have seven Lancaster Road, Delilah, for the farm. Well, when you're actually out there, uh, well, let's let's play that into the story. So you go in, you're going to go into the diner. Yep. Oh yeah. All get right. some uh, diner, uh, some flapjacks. Uh, when you get to the diner, there, there's uh, there's an assorted number of pickup trucks out in the front. There's old autos. Um, uh, when you walk through the door, even before you walk through the door, you can hear Elvis uh, singing you know, out of the dusty old jukebox. Um, How uh, long did the drive end up taking? Just just about uh, almost two hours. Okay, so not as bad as we thought. No. And um, so we'll say that it's what? Uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you can see there's a few people in there who are eating breakfast. Um, they all look like they're dressed kind of farmer, farmer-like. Uh, let's say there's maybe three or four families that are having breakfast and uh, just sitting there listening to music and, and chatting. Um, so uh, the waitress comes up to you. Hi, hon. Uh, just sit anywhere you want. We'll, we'll take care of you. Thank you. Is there get... one older guy drinking coffee alone at the counter? Sure. Okay. Isn't there always? Yeah. Because uh, if, if, the, if the waitress is not going to be forthcoming about uh, anything, I think that uh, the lone guy drinking coffee at the counter is always a good try. Okay. So you, uh, you sit someplace. She brings you coffee. She brings you breakfast. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, when she uh, brings over the coffee and sits it down, uh, we'll, we'll just ask you, like, oh, we're looking for a uh, a road, uh, Lancaster, Lancaster Road number seven. Yeah, that's out. That's out in farm country. Yeah, uh, which, which particular which place you're going? Uh, well, we're uh, looking for a friend's uh, a, f a friend's home. It, it's it's uh, Tate is his last name, but I believe it, it used Peter to be on my yeah yeah exactly. Hey Mike, where is where is that Tate farm? Yeah, the old the old Gall place. And he says he says, oh, you guys are heading out to uh, Peter's farm. Yeah. Uh, he says, all right. It says it's really easy to find. He says, you're going to follow Main Street. That's this one. Take the left fork at the barn with the green roof. That'll take you over this side of the ridge. Go down into the valley, across the creek, turn right at the old cow skull. That's, right at the cow skull. Okay. That's Laurel's place. Uh, there with the cow, with the skull. Uh, makes it look like a real Western place. Yeah. Uh, climb a few miles past... Uh, that uh, along uh, Miller's Lane, and there you are. You'll find it. You can't can't miss it. Did he come in here a lot? Inside. Oh, Peter. Well, yeah. he just moved up here. As far as I know, we saw him. He introduced himself to us a few days ago. We haven't seen him since. But uh, he came into the general store and got some stuff, and 
Yeah, I think he came out here to get away from things in the city, so I wouldn't be surprised if he holed up for a little bit. Well, it's a it's a good place. Uh, the, it used to be the Gall place. Were they farming it? Harold Gall. Yeah. What a piece of work that guy was. Not a local? Well, he's he had the farm for years, but not a very nice person. Got to admit, it's probably the best farm in the valley. Hmm. It's uh, the guy knew his soils. The guy knew how knew how to grow things, but was not a nice guy. For a while, he uh, rented out his uh, fields, uh, let other people, uh, uh, you know, work just for the, the money. Some some farmers do that. Sure. Um, and he used to he used to come running out and chase them off and say, you know, your uh, your your machinery is making too much noise it's uh it's upsetting my experiment and uh what a piece of shit that guy was we're all glad to see him gone i wonder that's funny what kind of experiments was he I doing don't know. some kind of he was some kind of a, a researcher for uh for the uh, uh i guess for the uh, agricultural department i guess if he had a real deft hand with soil he might have known what he's doing but if you're going to lease your land to people, you can't complain about their machinery. No, he finally stopped. He uh, he just kept it all to himself, and it still grows really nice. I, I'm sure that Peter's going to really enjoy uh, living out there. He can either run it himself, or he can uh, he can uh, rent it out like uh, Gall used to. Yeah. Do you know where Gall went? No idea. Just oh, glad to see his, the backside of him. Yeah, wasn't a social man at all. Couple, couple quick questions. One, you have a payphone here. Sure, right over there. And two, if you could make up a couple sandwiches to go for us. Of course, and, good idea. And, and three, where is the general store from here? Uh, general store is right across the street. Thank you. And I throw a couple books like extra on the the table as a tip. You know, okay, decent. well, you're not really done yet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, you know, I'll be right back. And I'm going to go to the payphone. Yeah. And I want to call the, my research assistant and tell her if she can track down any information on Harold Gall, who he is, where he works, anything, anything and everything you can find on him. Okay. And I'll hang up the phone and come back to the table. Okay. When the waitress is out of earshot, I'll inform him that, you know, hey, guys, I put a call into the office. I want to have them look up Harold Gall, see if they can get anything. Maybe we do have an address for him, so they've got that already. He's on Beach Road in San Damiel. Yeah. Maybe, but we maybe, don't know anybody's past. Yeah, who he worked for. Maybe there's something out there. So I would like you all, as you're eating your breakfast, to do uh, some uh, eavesdropping rolls, so some uh, listen rolls. You're hearing things that people are talking about in the other booths. Let's no go ahead and write. What's that? Nothing here. Anybody pass? No. 40, 43 out of 50. Spot hidden, right? Listen. Listen. Oh, sorry. You didn't. No, I failed. <laughs> yeah, mom, mom always said I wasn't a good listener. Fail. Oh, my God. None of you pass? The you got a spot so good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you at least one. I'll have you do it again, but let's see. Um, you hear the people in the booth next to you uh, 
talking about Jack and Maddie Laurel. Now, you just heard the reference of Laurel, Laurel's farm, where the, uh, the skull, the cow skull is. Um, apparently, they just buried their daughter, uh, Jeanette. Uh, poor kid was playing on the roof of their barn, and she slipped and fell. I'm not going to intrude on that conversation. No, you don't want to intrude on it. <laughs> These are other conversations. You guys can do another listen roll. Are you sure that's what happened to her? Was she maybe attacked by some evil stump? Ooh. Yeah, still not listening. Still not listening. Six. I, oh, good. Uh, Dr. Lee, you, you passed. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, Ethan, you... I fouled by two. I was going to oh, say, I'll burn some luck if nobody passed. Uh, well, let's... That. Well, let's see. Let me give you a random one. Um, uh, you hear him talking about Frank Taggart's boy, uh, Stephen. Uh, still isn't back after running away. Uh, Frank Taggart's boy, Stephen, still isn't back after running away. That makes seven times that he's pulled that stunt. Frank isn't too worried, even though it's been a few months. He reckons Steve will be back when he's broken hungry. Uh, you'd think a lad of 16 would know better. He took Greg Yardley's dog with him. Uh, Greg reckons Frank owes him a dog. Hmm. I think so, too. Uh, anyone else want to try again? <laughs> I have better Spanish than I have listen. Are there any Spanish speakers in okay, Dynamics? Do, do, do a Spanish roll. 40 exactly. And I got an 06 on the listen. Okay. Hey. Nice. Uh, let's see. Um. Dr. Desmond, you hear um, uh, something about uh, Manuela. Uh, she's been carrying on about gold in the hills again. Uh, everyone's heard that one before. She's the only one who still believes it. And uh, Dr. Margaret, uh, you hear... Uh, it's been a bad year all around, really. There's the sudden drought, and then there was the bad frost in the spring. Some farmers might be seeing their last summer. There's no uh, predicting the weather these days. And other than that, you guys here talk about sports, politics, marriages, pregnancies, illnesses, etc. This local gossip stuff is... Yeah. Gossip. So this is a small hamlet what do we think in that part of the country? Does that mean it's 500 people? Yeah, maybe 300 at the most. Yeah. And most of those are not centered in the town. They're, they're out on farms. Farms around. Rural. Seems like this uh, little place has had a lot of misfortune lately. Yeah. But a lot of little places have. I'm wondering if we should swing by that uh, general store just to see if there's any last minute things we might need. I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but it can't hurt to browse. 
I don't think I've ever been in a proper Western general store. We can get cigarettes to bribe teenagers there, probably. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. We do need those. Yes, yes. Always, I think, I think Heather, smokes. Heather might need that. All right. Yeah. So you, you pay your meal. It's about 1030, 1045. Um, you walk across the street to the general store. Okay. okay. The, you walk in, the little bell rings. Ding, ling, 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 ling. <laughs> ah, welcome, folks. What can I do for you? Good, uh, good late morning to you. We're on our way out to Peter Tate's place uh, and uh, wondered if there is anything you think he could use since we're passing through in a hurry. I don't know. Peter was in here a couple days ago. Uh, seems like a nice kid. I think he is. He's an older guy. Did he buy, buy uh, all the hamburger? He was supposed to be grilling something. Did he, did he pick up that no. big hamburger? No, no, I didn't pick up any, any hamburger. He did buy a steak oh. and uh, some potatoes. Oh, well, maybe, maybe he changed his mind on the, on the meal. Steak sounds better to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's going to do just fine out there. Uh, it's a good farm. Um, got a newspaper? You guys sell a newspaper here? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll take that and a pack of camels. Uh, we got a couple of uh, newspapers. We've got uh, uh, the Snoqualmish, Squamish, the Squam. You're in Squamish County. Oh, probably something you already know. Um, uh, Squamish County Gazette and the uh, the San Damiel Herald. Well, well that's one of each. I love a local yeah. paper. Grab two of each. That way we could both be looking. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything? He, did he pick up supplies and stuff? Anything? Oh, we were going to give him a little housewarming gift. We figured just, it would be kind of neat. Supplies. He said he was. He had just arrived, and uh, was going to go stay out there. Wanted something to eat. Uh, I figured he'd be back the next day, but he he didn't show up. Um, it's probably busy looking around the farm. I heard the place had the best soil around. How many acres did it take up? Oh, you shouldn't have asked me that. I I, I have no idea how many acres. It's not a it's not a huge farm because I'm I not a number of acres. Farm. Uh, oh, it's a nice number. All right, you can do a lot of work with that. Yeah. Um, I guess 40 acres and a mule is standard. I heard um, somebody named Gall used to own it beforehand. Ah, uh, Harold Gall. That's and the way everybody much, says. You get pretty much the same thing. Um, I laugh and I say, that's exactly, every time I mention that name, I get the same reaction. That's funny. I don't even know the man and I feel like uh, he must have been a pain in the behind. Uh, you know... He was a man who had a nice piece of farm work out there, and I guess he was working for the agricultural company, and he was working on making the soil good, and the soil was good, and everything grew out there, and people wanted to uh, rent his property to plant their crops on it, and he did that for a while and then stopped, and he just said he didn't give a shit about the money. Yeah, must be nice. Hm. Yeah, he was a selfish fucking bastard. Pardon my English. Uh, we're Good all riddance. adults. Good riddance to him. 
He was out there all alone, I guess. Oh, yeah, for years. Was he an older guy? Well, probably in his late 50s when he left. And he'd been around for some time, so he came here as a young man, lived in solitude, and was mean to everybody. Pretty much. Seems like a terrible life. Uh, Peter keeps teasing us. He keeps saying when we come up to visit the farm, watch out for bears. Is there really bears around here? Well, a lot of the farms butt right up against the uh, the forest, mm-hmm. the Squamish National Forest. So there could be, sure. They're, not, they're just going to be California black bears. They're not much bigger than uh, dogs, but they're, you know, their claws are that long, so you don't want to mess with one. Make make a lot of noise, scare them away. Of course, you don't want to come between a mom and a baby. Do you have any of those? Oh, uh, yeah, bear spray would work. Yeah, we got bear spray. Okay. And uh, the horns, that they make the loud noise? <laughs> the air horns, the bear, you know. Have some sure. Yeah. yeah. Could, you, grab... could you put a bow on a, a canister of bear spray for me? I'm thinking that would be a good gift. You want a bow? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think I have anything like that. Maybe Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some twine or something. Well, uh, just as a joke, we'll, twine. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get a couple cans of the bear spray just as we'll a joke, and I'll get one of them horns. All right. He says, cool. "Yeah." Tell you Peter he's quite welcome here. Put put one on for each of us. I will all come up with a can and, and, and make a joke about it. All right. So he laughs with you and he does that. Hmm. He says, anything else I can help you gentlemen with? Well, that, that'll be it. That's all I, I needed. Got my, got my smokes, got my paper. All right. I'm trying to find how old Harold called. It is my purpose to ask annoying questions. It's, 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 it's exactly what I said because it doesn't say. So, yep. <laughs> All right. Back in the truck. You got those directions over the creek. Turn left at the skull. It's right at the skull. That's <laughs> uh, Main Street. We'll take a left at the green roofed barn and we go down into the dale and valley. Then we'll take it right at a, a cow skull. I guess we'll know what they're talking about when we see it. I assume a real cow skull. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you pull out, and very shortly, you sort of realize why they gave you the directions the way they did, because the streets turn to uh, gravel. They're no longer uh, paved. Um, and you see, of course, mailboxes and things like that. Um, and, uh, you follow the instructions. Now, as you are turning the corner where the cow skull is, you notice a man, uh, dressed in, in overalls, a farmer, an older man, looks like he's maybe, maybe in his early fifties. And he's just walking down the road walking actually towards you as you are going past him. Mm-hmm. 
or rather you're you're about to pass him. Right. It's gonna pass him. Yeah, who's driving? Um I thought I was. Okay. okay. I'll slow down and just beep the horn and see if he Um, when you beep the horn, he sort of looks at you, um, frowns, and then just keeps going. I think that might be uh, Jack Laurel. He might just be depressed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's definitely the Laurel Farm right to his uh, his left. All right. Okay. He doesn't look, he just sort of is walking idly down the road. Yeah, he looks definitely depressed. He looks depressed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how we would intrude on that. All yeah, right. I just did a little beep. I wasn't like honking at him, you know, the beep, beep. Like if he, need, turn, if he needed something, he'd turn, oh, my car broke down. Or, you know. Yeah, because you do, you, there are a lot of roads in the U.S. where if you see somebody walking on the side, it's. You honk. Yeah, and it's a surprise because there are no sidewalks and everyone's in a car. Right, and there is no sidewalk here, so. Yeah. So you go down a little bit farther down the road. You can see that it uh, it, it becomes the street that you're looking for, the, the road that you're looking for. And you come upon the edge of uh, a nice looking farm. Everything is green and growing. You can see buildings off in the distance. And you can see that you're coming along up up to a gate. Only the gate is busted. It's broken. Uh, it's lying in the road. Okay, so it looks like the gate got busted out from someone driving away from the buildings. Yeah, it looks like a, a departure, not an uh, entry. You also notice little sparkles of glass in the road. And uh, the gate, the gate that, is yellow. Okay. Is yeah. We have a match. I've got paint scraps. I bet they'll. Uh, yeah, there, there'd be like some blue left over on the gate from his car. This, I assume this looks not just healthy, but much lusher than what's around it. Well, it doesn't look really any different than any farm, but it's definitely nice and green and well, well cared for. Yeah. Fruit trees and a and a greenhouse, pretty fancy spread. I imagine that Peter spent a lot of money on this. Yeah, maybe that's where that other account withdrawal was. Yeah, I would think. Do um, did we happen to notice the uh, constabulary situation in Delilah? Was it the, the courthouse or? Sheriff station downtown. A very small sheriff station. It looked like it would be a the building for maybe a, a desk and and maybe a jail cell, um, and probably Andy Griffith style. Yeah, pretty much one person or maybe two people at the most. It seems really strange uh, that uh, this gate could be busted open in a town this small, and uh, nobody would come out to check. Uh, well, this this farm is actually quite remote. Yeah. Nobody would be driving past. The, the road ends not too far, right. farther down the road. Fair enough. Um, oh. 
So you are at the moment you are stopped at the gate. Yeah. And you're seeing it on the ground. Well, I'm going to get out and I'm going to check and see if there is like a transfer of the car's paint onto the gate and see if yeah, it's definitely the gate is scraped up. It looks yeah. like the, the gate's also a little bit bent and twisted. So it was definitely hit by a car from mm -hmm. the inside out. Uh, and you can also see quite clearly skid marks and uh, um, places where the wheels dug into the ground uh, as it, uh, came down that driveway it was it was not going in a straight direction it was right swerving okay. wildly you might guess uh ethan let's uh let's take a second and just tug these gates inside the property yeah. um yeah. and and let's drive real carefully over the broken glass we can scoot it aside with our feet a little bit i wanted to also take a look was it just that the tire tracks for that car or does it's gravel or is it dirt it's gravel. It's mostly gravel. And there is a definite like skid oh, yeah. marks. In fact, it, so much so that it's actually dug through the gravel down to the, the ground below. So now does it look like there's also motorcycle tracks? No. Or another vehicle? Just no. Okay. Yeah, so I'll put the car in park, help uh the other doctor pull the gates to the side, you know, on the do, grass. Do a spot hidden for me. No, fail. 40 is a pass for me. Looking at the driveway, you would guess that someone went in and those lines are straight and someone came out and those lines are crazy. Right. Okay. All right. Um, the crops, are they, uh, do they look normal? To the... Well, uh, are you going to drive? You're going to drive in. Um, I wait. want to turn the car around and back in. Wait, wait, wait a second. The man, yeah. What we know about his the car accident happened here. Yeah. And when he was leaving, it was erratically driving. Perhaps whatever he was trying to get away from was what scratched his car up. I'm not. Just when we bring the vehicle, and we need to be very. That's why I wanted to turn it around and back in. So if we need to gun it out of here, we're already facing our correct direction. Well, there's plenty of room to turn around once you're inside. And we, if we're worried about something that's in the property, it's probably we want to have the vehicle as close yeah. to where we are as we can get it and point in the right way. Yep. Right. As long as we just, yeah, make sure that there's nothing... Yeah, preventing us to make a quick getaway, but uh, this this concerns me. Okay. Yeah, this looks terrible. Yeah. Well, backing in or, or going forward in, whatever. Uh, you go through the you go up the long driveway past the fields, and then you you come into the compound itself, and there's mm -hmm. plenty of room there to park. Uh, there is. It's all gravel, except where it's green grass and and uh, plantings. Right. Yeah. Now that we're in there, uh, yeah, I do want to check out the fields, and I'll start with the uh, one that's by the greenhouse that, in the picture, has con concentric circles. Well, let me give you let me give you a general outline of what you're seeing when you park the car. Um, and I, I'm going to assume then that you park the car facing the driveway, so that 
just go that way. You don't have to turn right. around or anything. <laughs> so behind you then would be the farmhouse itself. And next to it, it looks like a, uh, a shed of some sort, a fairly large shed, probably an equipment shed uh, with farm equipment. You've got the barn to your right. Uh, you've got a chicken coop to your left. Uh, and you've got a smaller shed and then the greenhouse beyond on your right. Um, it looks like uh, to, your, to your left, it's fields of wheat. And this time of year, they're all still green. Um, uh, they look to be healthy and growing and in, in great condition. Uh, there's a, a little, uh, scarecrow out there and there's uh, what you'd expect. Now on your right, it's also lush and green, but there's something very odd. When you walk over to the fence and you look at it, everything in the fields has been planted in consecutive circles. Lots of them, big ones, little ones. It's not a way that people would normally plant plants. It would be extremely difficult to use a machinery to harvest or anything like that. Um, Should I try a natural world or an ecology to name the plant? Um, it looks like common vegetables, radishes, carrots. Um, so circles very, of radishes and circles of carrots and circles of cabbages next to each other. Uh, well, there's no cabbages. They all seem to be green leafy uh, plants on them. There might be tomatoes and eggplant and stuff like that. They also don't seem to necessarily be planted together. However, why don't you all do a spot hidden roll? No, 42 is good. Okay. Fail. Yeah, I failed. Well, those of you who, who notice or who, who passed, you notice that each plant is exactly the same distance from the other plants. They've been planted. You get, you're not quite sure. You'll have to look at it more, but you get the funny impression that a plant was planted and then they were planted exactly equal distance apart and the spirals just got bigger and bigger and bigger until they bumped into something, and then they'd start another one. <laughs> but they're intermixed by species. Yes. So even in a, even in a spiral, it's tomato, potato, eggplant, pepper. Correct. Um, that's really weird. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they are next to each other, and sometimes they're not. It seems random. Yeah, I mean, it seems impossible for mechanical harvesting, but it also seems like a very novel idea. And I'm curious about the greenhouse. Uh, how are the chickens looking? Uh, there are no chickens. You're going to walk over to the chicken pen? Yeah. Uh, you see no chickens, and you see a rather large tear in the uh, chicken wire uh, where the f on, on the field side of the chicken coop. Are there feathers? Yes, there are bits and pieces of feathers and stuff. Bone? I'm sorry? Bone? No, you don't see any bone. Uh, I had raccoons any. kill my chickens uh, in the Catskills. Uh, they didn't bother with the beaks. Are there beaks? 
No, there's there doesn't seem there's a few feathers. Just feathers. That's about all. Can I do a tracking roll? See if there's any other footprints or animal prints. You would have to go if you're looking for them where the the chicken is. Um, you'd have to go out into the uh, the field itself on the other side of the fence. That go it. I also think we you know on the off chance that Peter Tate's alive in the house, we should probably. Yeah. Make our presence known before we trespass anymore. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm going to use my biology and uh, for this field of circles, uh, I assume I would know when they would be planted to be as big as they are in August. So I'm trying to determine if uh, they were planted when Gaul li- on the farm or after Peter had bought the farm. Do a spot hidden. Um, oh wait, you got a. You said biology. Yeah. So, yeah. Roll your roll your whatever your science is for this. Uh, that's a hard. Okay, it's it's a bit inconclusive because the species are mixed in the same areas, but it might be that part of the entire field was planted first mm-hmm. and as it was consecutively more circles were made so there's definitely it's almost meandering through it that over here seem to be the oldest plants and they you know it's almost like in a serpentine sort of form through the, the thing that they get younger and younger right but yeah, it's probably uh, before he'd bought the farm when it started and possibly he continued it. Well, remember, he was only here for two days or for overnight. Oh, well then, yeah, then he definitely did plant these. Sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea, though, to let him know we're here. I don't want to start traipsing through someone's field. Okay. I'd be very happy to find him uh, with a couple of bottles of hooch next to him, uh, alive and well. I think that's what we're going to find. Yeah. Fingers crossed, though. That's right. Okay, well, let's go. All right. So you go up to the, the farmhouse, and uh, what do you do? I make a little bit of noise on the porch, and then I rap firmly three times on, I assume there's a screen door. I doubt there's a button. I doubt there's a... There's no button. uh, And assuming there's no response, I'll open the screen door and knock on the wooden door. Uh, No response. Uh, Is it locked? It is not locked. Is the door closed, though? The door's closed, yes. The door's closed, but it's not locked. All right, so uh, if, if nobody has an objection, I think his brother is okay with our going in. Let's do it. All right. All right. Entering, I'm going to see if the electricity is on, if the lights come on. Uh, yes, the electricity does come on. Does it smell like anything? No, not really. Dusty? Um, is there a pool of green slime everywhere? <laughs> uh, no, there's, there's no pool of green slime. There's no, there's no musky smell. 
Uh, it looks like it was cleaned. Um, not much in the room. Uh, there's there's a lack of furniture in some place. There is a, a couple of chairs and like a, a kitchen table. You can see there are some kitchen utensils that uh, that have been left out on the counter and a couple of things. There's a plate in the sink. So the front door opens into the kitchen. Uh, no, I mean, you can just see this. It's a it's right. a open-ish area. Uh, you can see that there is a, uh, a kitchen, a living room, a bathroom. Uh, that there's a utility room towards the back. Um, it and there's some candles. Um, it looks like maybe he spent uh, a little bit of time here, just that, that last evening. Um, but do a spot hidden for me. I trip and fall. I got a 99. <laughs> I, I got a hard. I made a normal success. Okay. And I got an extreme success. Okay. Nice. The five. I'm so, helping Ethan off the floor. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Ethan, you actually walked into the kitchen along with Margaret and uh, Heather. And uh, you perhaps made a comment on the, uh, the dirty dishes in the sink. There's not much. It's probably one plate that, that he has dirty and some, a pan that's, that's dirty. And uh, you're leaning on the sink when you say this. And Dr. Evans, you look over and you notice that there is kind of a green slimy mold growing on the sink itself. And Dr. Ethan has put his hand into it. Get, get back Evans, in there. You notice this also. Uh, uh, should we cut it off? <laughs> no, I'm like freaking out though. Hand sanitizer, anyone? Uh, just, just, just stay, stay calm. I'm going to pull out some like sample um, things, and I want to take some samples of the mold. Is there is there some bleach underneath the sink? Uh, there is bleach underneath the sink. Okay. I'm going to wa wash my hands with the bleach. Okay. Yeah, and water. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does water in the sink works? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, Dr. Flores, um, do a mycology roll. Only a standard success, despite my considerable knowledge. Okay. Um, with a sort of uh, closer examination and uh, a sniff, you're pretty sure it's not a mold or a, a fungus. It's a, a moss of some sort. It's, it, uh, is the texture slimy or fuzzy? Well, you thought it was at first. It seems to be uh, not really adhering to the uh, stainless steel sink, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a moss. It's definitely some sort of a moss. Is it coming, does it seem to be originating from the drain? Or is it there just a be, splash of it? it? Seems to be on one side of the drain, uh, one side of the drain on the on the side of the uh, uh, the sink itself, and up a little bit onto the counter, uh, in kind of a random, odd sort of pattern, like it was growing that way. Right. Good. Well, I do a bot, bot need to see if I can ID it. Um, 
it looks very much yeah I, I go ahead and do your botany ethan what are you going to do about the you're putting your hand in it i'm washing in the sink with bleach and uh hot water all right that seems to clean right off yeah uh, in, in the process is the sink losing its moss uh you are a able to rather easily scrape it off and have it go down the drain does it yeah. does it uh turn brown in the bleach well, it's a little bit longer for something like that to happen. But yes, if you if you examine bits of it, it it's definitely killed by the bleach. Um, Is there a leak above it? You don't see any leak in the in the ceiling, uh, Doctor Mills. You are pretty sure it's a fairly common uh, kind of moss you'd see growing on trees. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, I look under the under the sink. Is it like growing down under there? Is it? It doesn't look like it. You don't okay. see anything under. It's fairly dry. Is the, uh, that, uh, go ahead. the is the pipes uh, an easy PVC pipe? Like, because I was thinking maybe I pull the U joint down and see if it's growing inside the drain. It looks like the pipes are actually cast iron. Yeah, I ain't got a tool for that. Okay. <laughs> Good pipes. Yeah. Old pipes, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. surprised the sink was stainless steel and not porcelain. Something yeah. must have happened. Yeah. Do you uh, do you all see that uh, that silly movie uh, eight so years ago creep show about the farmer who grows moss all over his body? Exactly oh, what I was yeah. thinking about when I yeah. touched the moss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how's your hand feel? Um, it feels normal, Tom. Or feels normal. Yeah, I think I'm all right. It smells Maybe like lavender. Right. Nice. Use the the soap that's on the on the sink. Hmm. Lavender is better than bleach. So creep me out though. So you guys are all in the kitchen. Yes. After the stumble and the scream. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed natural. So uh, let's. Uh, I mean, it, it seems obvious that nobody is here. They would have heard us. Yeah, um, we were have... upstairs, by the way. I, yeah, I assume from the outside, and it's a farmhouse. But uh, yeah, let's. What do you say we um, look around this floor, keeping an eye out for strange moss, and then go up to the second floor together? And yeah. the lights did work, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But he had candles. That one's a little curious. Maybe he's just romantic. Um, so I'll take the living room next. Uh, right. Be interested in finding anything, uh, you know, text-based, given that he has all those scientific journals in his condo and diary. Uh, he does have a newspaper. Uh, it's uh, it's the uh, Squamish uh, Squamish Gazette. Uh, it is from uh, the day before he disappeared. Um, I assume that one of us or two of us were flipping through the paper on the ride over. Mm -hmm. I assume there was nothing particularly of note in either of the papers? No. Right. But he was interested in local goings-on as well. Uh, flipping through it, there's nothing um, underlined or torn out or anything. Just a paper, just a local paper. It actually doesn't look like he ever got around to reading it. Mm. 
So there's a kitchen table and two chairs in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. The living room has a couch, a lamp, um, some boxes. Uh, I'll say there's a couch. Um, but he actually mentioned that he was going to move his things here next weekend. So he didn't. He never did. Yeah. Now, do we know if he, he was planning on giving up his condo and just moving up here, or we're not, we don't have that information? Probably, because you don't know that for sure. All right. I think it would be much harder to live the lifestyle that he enjoyed out here, but I think he was really aged in getting far away from his life. Yeah. Well, he made a bunch of friends in the diner already, so he's not shy. Um. All right. Was there a Was there a pantry in the kitchen? Uh. Yes. Oh, I'll check that out. Uh. All that's in the pantry is a bag of chips. Oh. Which is which is open, but it's got a clippy on the top of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just right. the essentials. Yeah. Single dude. He's. Yeah. <laughs> Open the fridge. Um, it's a couple of beers. Oh, good man. Yeah. Okay. All right. However, oh. the two beers are Budweiser's, and they're shoved all the way into the back of the fridge. And they're the only thing in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so probably had something big in here that... You put in here, push those bottles to the back. That pushes those bottles to the back. That's what I'm inferring. So, hmm. Uh, the the skillet and the sink was con and the plate were consistent with even eating steak and potatoes. Yeah, it was so lonely night in town. Yeah. Is there a telephone? No. Radio, TV? No. Hmm. And you said on the ground floor there was also a room in the back. Yeah, utility room. It's got a concrete sink with uh, uh, what looks like hookups for a washer and dryer. Um, and there is more of the green moss. On the sink? Growing hmm. up the side of the sink, yeah. Uh, on the inside, on the but on the side, inside and outside, the same side and out. Weird. Weird. Um, I'm gonna go over there. I'm not touching the moss, of course. I'm gonna turn the sink on and kind of splash some water on the moss and see what happens. So we saw what happened when the bleach got on it. Nothing in particular. It gets wet. Okay. Right. Um, but Good. you do notice that it's very healthy. Right, it's lush, and this is this room even does it even have a window? Yes, there's a little window, a little window. Uh, the tap wasn't running, so it's not getting any water. Yeah, and this isn't like a, a kind of moss that usually grows on trees and in the house, which is I mean, no, it's it's the kind that would normally grow on trees, but in this case, it's not very bright in here, there's not much sunlight. Yeah, didn't so, they say? I'm um, sorry, go. 
Well, I mean, if it's usually if it's usually on the side of wood and not on the side of either stainless steel or of concrete, then it's behaving very abnormally, and it's either been transplanted recently so it's still alive, or something else is happening. Now, didn't they say Old Man Gall was working on, like he had good soil, he was working on some kind of project for agriculture. Maybe it was some sort of nutrient or fertilizer. Uh, maybe where it was used, the remnants might have, like you sink, it's two sinks. Maybe he poured some stuff down the sink, a little spore landed and it started to grow quicker than it would normally grow yeah possibly well if you wanted if you just doing all these experiments why did he sell the place maybe he found what he needed it got the formula he needed and man just left it here and why didn't he want to talk to us when we called him the farm was already sold true yeah and He's an asshole. So, or maybe, hmm, no, that the thing came from Don Biozine. I was thinking maybe, maybe he created it. We're uh, we're a, a fair ways out from Delilah, so this is gonna. This property has to have a well on it, and we should have a look at the well before we leave today, if we have time. Because if this thing is growing, uh, you know, in sinks, well, we should see what the tub is like upstairs too. Yeah. Oh, there's a bathroom down here. Let's have that. I'll look at that. Yeah. Well, you might want to snag a water sample out of one of these. Okay. Yeah, well, we brought those water bottles once we're done. We yeah. Uh, just capture sure some. To, be sure to label it clearly. Yeah, <laughs> and we might as well put some of this moss in a container too. And again, yeah, I've got yeah. cute yeah. little plastic snap bottles. Okay. Uh, the bathroom seems to be relatively clean. It looks like um, there are some reddish stains in both the sink and the toilet, which you would probably guess would be from iron in the wall in the water. That's um, what it looks like. Um, and in fact, yes, there is there is a well outside. Of course, it's not like it's not like an old fashioned well. It's it's a machine that's hooked up to electricity, and there's pipes going into the ground. So it's not something you can dip in and get some water. <laughs> no, but there's going to be some kind of access to it for checking, you know, as rainfall patterns and stuff change. You've got to have a dipstick or a you know, um, examples that's that's built in. Well, it's probably a fifteen hundred foot deep well. You know, that's just feeding off the water table. It would uh, probably have gauges. You can definitely get sand. You can get yeah. There's gauges on it, and you can get samples uh, from it. And there's also the the pipes are wrapped um, so that in the winter you can plug it in so that it doesn't uh, freeze. All right. But it's not covered with weird moss. No. There's no sign of anything awry. The machines are functional. Correct. Was there any mail? Was there, do we remember seeing a mailbox outside? There is a mailbox outside. There's no mail. There's a okay. mailbox all the way out. Right. At the gate. Driveway. There's yeah. 
It still bothers me that the mailman didn't even send me with the smashed gate. But I'm just overthinking. <laughs> All right. Well, press on upstairs. Yeah. Is there a door to a cellar as well? Uh, no, there's no cellar. Now, uh, when we pulled up, did we see like a storm cellar? Or is... No. No. Okay. It's more of a Midwest thing. All right. Um, yeah, you don't find many, many uh, basements in California. Okay. Um, right. So you start heading upstairs, and when you get to the top of the stairs, you do notice more of the green moss, and it's growing on part of the railing. Um, it doesn't seem to be coming from anywhere or going anywhere. It's a patch of green moss growing there. Seems to be healthy and strong. And, okay. and what's oh, a ra railing made of? Wood. That's a wood? Okay. I try and find a pattern. You would wash your hands in the sink. You would touch that railing as you're walking. Maybe whoever is... They touch something and then wash their hands in the sink and touch the railing, like the residue or something on their fingers. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's totally reasonable, although we have both sinks are involved for whatever well, you, reason. You we'll go to the bathroom, wash your hands, come in, wash your hands before you make uh, go to the fridge. The bathroom was okay, though. I don't know. The pattern isn't clear. Um, if I take a, you know, a, a, a pencil and, and um, pry up the edge of the mossy patch, is, does the railing under it seem affected in any way? Is there a discoloration or do I peel off? Yes. It definitely seems like the, uh, the moss is adhering to the wood by uh, sending little uh, tendrils into it. So you can see that it is slowly rotting the wood, although it's not that bad. It hasn't been going for a long time yet. Uh, and there's, uh, the railing is either painted or varnished. Is there any spread of decay outside of the moss? Doesn't look like it. No. Is the moss shaped like a handprint? No. That would be handy. Would help make, make sense. Upstairs, you have basically three things. You have one bathroom and you have two bedrooms. Uh, one bedroom has a bed in it, and it definitely looks like this is probably where Peter slept. Uh, the other room is unfurnished. Okay. Is there moss in the bed? Uh, no, there's not. Okay. Uh, you don't find any more trace of moss upstairs. All right. And upstairs, so in the, the bedroom is empty aside from the bed? Correct. Yeah. There's okay. just a bed. There's no there's no VHS tapes or, <laughs> or okay. Is there no, is there a suitcase? Uh there is not. So we haven't seen any sign of him moving no. yet. Right. Now something to he didn't mention anything about moss in his journals, did he? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No. Is there a bathroom Is upstairs? Moss? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
This moss has gone everywhere rather quickly then. Yeah. But there's no moss in the upstairs bathroom, right? Correct. I look under the bed. Anything? Dust. Ugh. No attic, right? I'm going to take some samples of the water from the various taps in the house. Okay. Maybe there's something like spores or seedlings or something. Some organic matter in there. Okay. And there's no attic, correct? There's like a crawl space. I'm sure there's probably a, a sort of an attic, but it's something that you can't get up into. You could open it up and put some stuff up there. Probably Christmas stuff or something like that. So we'll say there's a there's a square. One of those pole doors. Yeah, that 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 would be if you had a real big attic up there. In this case, it's just a a square. You'd have to actually get a ladder climb up there. Yeah. And except for the newspaper that doesn't look red, there's no reading material. Mm -mm. Uh, are, is there any indication of an empty beer? Was there any garbage? Uh, there is a little bit of garbage, but it all looks like packaging for the, the meat and the potatoes. Um, there is no, no beer been drunk, has been drunk. Those beers might have, I'm oh, sorry, they might have been left over from Gaul, too. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. So we barely spent any time here. He lit some candles, but the light fixtures work. Uh, um, they're new candles. They haven't been lit. Oh, they're new candles. Are they in? Are they tapers? No, they're oh, pillars. Those little little fat pillars. Mm -hmm. uh, do an idea roll. Twenty-eight. That's a hard success. It's possible that he didn't know whether the electricity was working or not, or mm -hmm. whether, or whether it might fail and he might need candles. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But it's not Moss that scared him out of the house in such a hurry that he smashed through his own gate. Yeah. Right. No way. Uh, who wants to see the greenhouse? Oh, definitely. I think we should all stick together. Remember, there yeah, was a whole really expensive if we don't find any moss in the greenhouse. Now, have we looked inside of the chicken coop? No. Uh, no, you haven't really examined that area. You saw some feathers, and that's it. And a lack of chickens. And a lack of chickens. Uh, sure, let's, let's stop by the chicken coop and uh, see what if we can get any idea of what tore into it before we go to the greenhouse. The greenhouse door is closed, right? From the, it, as it appears. Well, from where you're, if you're next to the house, you can't even see the greenhouse. It's on the other side of the barn. Right. Right. When we pulled up, that wasn't like the door was gaping open. No, correct. You didn't see any, you haven't seen any doors open. Okay, chicken coop. All right, you go over to the chicken coop. Do a spot hidden for me. Thirty-six out of fifty. Aside from a few, aside from a few feathers, those of you who passed, aside from a few feathers, you don't see much. Though you do notice that whatever 
whatever tore the chicken fence open did it from the outside. And some of the pieces of wire where they're sharp, you do see what looks like dried blood. Can we get a sample of it at all? I know it's dried. Can we scrape it off? You have to try to scrape it off, sure. And if it's blood at that point, it could be a coyote, it could be a dog. It yeah. could be... The, the hole isn't large. Yeah. It's possible that a dog or a coyote could have done it. Yeah. It certainly doesn't look like one of our specimens. No. Can I you, do also notice, you also notice that the, well, you mentioned tracking roll. Or natural world, either one. Uh, whatever, it, whatever it was that did this would have been in the field on that side of the fence. Um, and you don't see any damage to the field. So it wouldn't have been a big thing. A, a bear would have knocked over wheat, right. made a trail, and so forth. So it could, it could have been something small. <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, well, now you've got uh, you're 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 going back towards the house. You've got what looks like a garage or the equipment, oh. shed, the barn, the shelter, and then the greenhouse. If you, unless you want to bypass all that and go straight yeah. to the greenhouse. Sure. Let's look at the uh, the first large equipment shed. Maybe there'll be some tractor with big wheels on one side and small wheels on the other for going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very specialized piece of equipment. Uh, the tractor shed seems to be an affair made out of uh, uh, brick and uh, uh, corrugated steel. Uh, the, there is no lock on it. Uh, but it's got one of those doors that you looked up you know, like this, mm -hmm. like a garage door. Uh, you flip that up, and inside there is definitely a tractor and um, what looks like a lot of farming equipment. Uh, looks like fairly standard farming equipment, and it doesn't look like it's in very good shape. Hmm. Um, looks like it's sat there for a while. It's pretty dusty. There's also farming implements on the walls and, you know, right. what you'd expect to find on a farm. Is there a slop sink? I don't know what that is, but okay. It's like a trophy kind of sink that's meant for stuff that you wouldn't want to put in a delicate sink. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like made out of fiberglass, mostly. Could be, yeah. yeah. Usually they have big drains and maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's uh, also not it's stained and it's not uh, uh, it's not used not recently and healthfully used. <coughs> Correct. Any sign of moss? Uh, you don't see any moss. You do see signs of paint, things like that that have brushes have been cleaned out on it and so forth. Um, is the equipment so disused that the tires are flat? Um, do a spot hidden for me. I'm curious about rust too. 44. 
I think I got 44 twice. That's a good. Um, I would say that, yeah, the tires look a little flat. Um, there's definitely some rust in places. Some of the paint is chipped off and they were used at one point. It's obvious and probably put away clean, but they've been here for a while. It doesn't seem like that should be the condition for wheat that was planted this spring. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a bit fast. I wonder if that means that the wheat, uh, you know, again, since we knew he let people act as tenant farmers, if that wheat was planted by somebody other than Gaul. Because whatever experimental agriculture he was doing, he wasn't using anything in here. Yeah. Um, is there a lawnmower in here too? Uh, yeah, there's a small lawnmower for uh the and the grass is the grass is normal, but maybe maybe that's maybe that had to do with the people who were selling the property for gall. You know, you run a lawnmower across the just to make it look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Your guess is that yes, sometime in the last month the grass in patches had been mowed, but not since then. Right. Any ideas, folks? No, let's uh, go on over to the uh, that large barn. Yeah. All right. We haven't had to use keys once. Nope. But that's not surprising out here. Yeah. And then when he left in a hurry, it seems. So you go over to the barn, and uh, there is a chain that's hanging from one of the handles on the barn door. It is not chained. It's not locked. There's a key, there's a, a lock hanging from it. It looks like a padlock. Uh, but the doors are not in fact chained closed. They're, you can open them without any trouble at all. Hmm. Uh, right. Inside there's, there's hay. There's a couple of bales of hay. Um, although there's not very much. It doesn't look like he had any kind of animals. Um, uh, some more farm equipment, pitchfork, things like that. Uh, looks Are like there stalls? Might have been one stall for a horse at one point, but it's it's empty. Doesn't look like it's been used. Chicken feed? Uh, definitely, there's chicken feed stored in there. And there should be some kind of water source there too. I'm going to look for moss. Uh, you do find a uh, a faucet and a small sink. Uh, but no moss. And about the time that you, you find that or notice it, you do notice a few things in here. Uh, there are a number of five-gallon uh, gas cans, three of them. Uh, they're painted bright red. And there are two um, containers on a, on a shelf uh, that look like this. I just have one of them. But. <laughs> Herbicide. In his journal, it does say that he, he purchased some. Yeah. Does anybody have uh, well, I guess you all have a college of some sort or I have a I have a college. Yeah. 
Yeah. And biology. Yeah. Why don't you guys roll whichever one you've got best on that? Also, I can read the word danger in English and Spanish. Ooh. I have to obsess on biology. I got extreme in ecology, a 14. Yeah, my ecology is also, oh, that's just a hard success, but. I uh, failed. Uh, Gramoxone is the the trade name for uh, paraquat, which is uh, methyl uh, viologin uh, dichloride. Uh, It's an all purpose uh, uh, herbicide. It kills anything green. It also poisons the ground. Hmm. Hmm. When did Paraquat become famous? There was a scandal. Paraquat became famous in the 70s because the United States sent helicopters along with the Mexican government to spray it all over the marijuana plants. That's right. Um, And the agent orange of the war on drugs. And then they found out that it is extremely toxic and they were afraid that people who smoked the marijuana would actually be poisoning themselves mm-hmm. because it doesn't break down very well in the, in the ground. It's a salt. It's a kind of salt. Um, uh, uh, two teaspoons of it will kill a human being. Mm. And he bought a lot of it. Yeah. For the it? farm specifically. Maybe it was about the moss. It's a commercial herbicide. The weird thing they use inside your own home, though. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Eighty-two is not going to get it. Yeah, I just made a hard twenty-six for twenty-seven. Yeah, I don't have a spot hidden. Then. Um, I'm going to say that from the condition of these bottles, you'd say they're probably not new. That these have been sitting here a while. Okay, but they were on his to, wasn't weed killer yeah. on his to yeah. buy list? Correct. Yeah, two, two gallons of weed killer was on his. Oh, but to buy? Yeah. He hadn't bought anything yet, maybe, unless he bought it from the general store. Well, he did did have three five gallon cans of gasoline, and there's three five gallon can gas cans of gas here. Do they look like new cans? Um, not necessarily. No, um, so, I did forget to mention something else, and that's that back over where the the, the equipment shed is, uh, there's an electric generator. Okay. Now is Paraquat uh, openly sold, or is there restriction it's it's restricted it's only sold to commercial farmers and it had you have to have sort of a license to use it uh because it's so dangerous so maybe he purchased right maybe he purchased the old bottles off of an existing farm around the area or these were left by gall yeah or or yeah was that shopping list did we do a handwriting analysis on that do we know that tate was the one who wrote that I'd say that, that, yeah, you're pretty sure. It was from the same notebook that okay. you found in this car. Hmm. I was just wondering what kind of weed he was trying to control. If it wasn't the moss. Maybe if we go out into the fields, we'll find out. Yeah, and the, and the greenhouse as well. Yeah. So 
uh, and we didn't, there was no uh, smaller two gallon weed killer in the house or in the. Not that you found. So it no. doesn't look like we've missed anything that Tate himself bought. And this gasoline might precede him as well. Would you all do spot hiddens for me? 23 out of 50. 88. 88 too. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. That's got to count for something, right? Who passed? Just shy of a hard. Okay. Um, Ethan, you're standing there. You're looking at all of this. And something catches your eye. Uh, sort of out of the corner of your eye. Um, you guys are inside the barn. The barn is, you know, regular barn, two stories high. Uh, something up in the, the darkness of the, the rafters up above, uh, you can see two little green eyes staring at you. Now, just like any barn, there's ladders going up and there's platform and it's there's it's open and all that so there's ways to get up there if you need to so i'm gonna try not to react and i'm gonna look and i'm gonna turn my back to it like i'm still looking up at the ceramic guys don't move but i swear there's two green eyes looking at me from the rafters i know i'm not going crazy i see them i'm gonna turn back around and look at them if you follow my eyes and then i'm gonna look back to where it was. It's a barn cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I look up uh I look up where Ethan looked. Um Dr. Flores, Dr. Uh, Mills, when you look up and you sort of shift your your gaze side to side, it is in fact a cat that's up there and it's staring down at you. I'm freaking myself out, man. It's also at as far up as it can possibly get from the rafters. Oh, I pull up my flashlight and kind of shine it on it. Okay, the second you do that, the cat reacts by tensing up and going... And... Kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> we've, got some, uh, we've, got, we've got some cold cuts on these sandwiches from the diner. Can, uh, can I have a piece of ham or something? I'll try to fling it up onto the rafter between us and the cat and see if it is comforted by that or invited. Yeah. Sure. I'll take the light off of it too, so I'm not. <laughs> All right. You, uh, you do your best to toss something up there. But when you toss something in its general direction, it reacts. Uh, with by arching its back and uh, acting like it's totally, completely terrified. Hmm. I don't like the fact that it's so on edge. Well, it's up there for a reason. Maybe something yeah. chased it up there. Yeah. I'm going to start looking at the floor uh, for scratch marks. It's a dirt like floor with, with okay, it's a dirt floor okay. on it. So. Yeah. I'm going to start climbing a ladder and go up one platform. Okay. Dr. Mills, do you, 
Yeah, I, well, I, I would feel more comfortable if uh, I, I proceeded you up that ladder. Oh, okay. Well, I would too. So, oh, uh, come down the two rungs and. <laughs> yeah, if you keep a flashlight handy on me, I've got one in my pocket. But no, no problem. Could I'm I gonna stick... you to proceed up to the first level with some speed and then slowly look above it. <laughs> yeah, as Dr. Flores is doing that, I'm going to get closer to Dr. Carlisle and then looking around kind of nervous. Okay. Um, the cat can tolerate you coming up the ladder, except after that, uh, it's, it's backed itself up into the, the, the rafter, up into the corner, and it's hissing and it's growling at you and glaring at you. Can um, somebody toss me another piece of ham? Sure. Throw it up. I mean, uh, Dr. Desmond, I am a vet. I have some experience with this. Maybe. Uh, yeah, does this, uh, and I'm calling down from the edge. There's nothing on the second level except for some old hay. Right. There's not a nothing writhing in the corner. No, there's no monsters writhing in the corner. Oh, wait, here it comes. <laughs> no, the, the cat just seems genuinely spooked by something. I do have animal handling. Okay. That's my main skill, basically. All right, let's switch places. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to toss the second piece of ham halfway between me and the cat and then go away and see if the cat likes that. I'm going to go up very quietly and try and coax it out and use my ability. Uh, Dr. Carlisle, go ahead and use your uh, yeah, animal handling ability. Oh, one. Nice. Oh, one. I wasted a roll to get a cat. <laughs> <laughs> You've won a brand new friend. You managed to get within five feet of it and... Everything in your experience tells you that this cat will scratch the fuck out of you if you try to get any closer to it. It will go into automatic, tear you to shreds mode, and, and run. Right. So you're a little wary of that because you've seen that look in, in animals that are cornered before. What I'm going to do is, while I'm up here, just take a quick glance around, see if there's anything noteworthy. You don't see anything at all. Slowly start coming down, and I'll relay to the rest of the team that this animal suffered some major trauma. Um, I, it will attack me if I get any closer. It's, it's just going to need some time to, to come down. In fact, let's just leave one of these whole meals out for it at some And I'll leave it on the second, you know, the in-between story. Mm -hmm. At some point, it'll come down and eat, eat it. And... Um, We'll see if it, if you know we can gain its trust at a later time. Let it let it relax. What do you think, Doc? Does it look like it's been eating? Does that, it look like it's in distress? I mean, physical distress as well as. That's what I was going to ask you. Did I notice any damage to it? Does it look like its tails broke or? It it looks like a cat that hasn't groomed itself in a while. Um, it's it's shaking. Um. So its fur is kind of, uh, it doesn't look like a cat normally does, you know, where it's nice and slick and, and so forth. 
but it doesn't look like you. So you don't see any wounds or anything on it. Right. It doesn't seem to be hurt, but it is a barn cat. They're usually here to scare the rats out. Um, it's definitely, like I said, it, it suffered some sort of trauma. And seeing the way that uh, he tore out with his car, I'm assuming it was the same trauma that uh, our departed friend also dealt with. So we'll just give it some space, leave it some food. We could check back on it. Worst case scenario, we'll, you know, we could send animal control up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we really wanted it. We got the tranks. So we could leave some food for it. Animals are pretty, um, cats are pretty um, self-reliant. It's not going to, it's not going to starve them. If it was the middle of winter, I'd worry more, but she'll find her way down and eventually. All right. As far as I know, uh, farm cats and, har and house cats have wiped out something like two and a half million songbirds a year in the in North America. So yeah, it won't starve unless it stays up here scared. Maybe we scared it. I don't know why. It's, I think it's more than just a human. This thing was terrified. Right now. Now about that, we were we were assuming that the car damage was from whoever attacked um, Peter while he was he was parked there, but that's not true. I'd say there's a really good chance that he, he got a damage here. Right, and he parked his car there and then Who knows? Was he trying to fake his own death, maybe? That's what I'm thinking now. Hmm. But if so, where did he go? Or you're, he... you're muted. Uh... Yeah, I, it seems really strange to make the inroads he made here and then fake his own death rather than just fake his own death from San Daniel wow. and property in Patagonia or someplace a lot farther than Delilah and not tell people in town his name. Yeah. Well, maybe what he was running from in San Damio, he didn't think would follow him here. And it was. And... But, yeah, it doesn't you know, look like biker gangs, though. No. Yeah. going to finish kind of walking through the ground floor of the barn see if I spot anything else um, you don't see anything else it uh, it seems for all intents and purposes mostly like an unused barn okay right, and there isn't like a strong like animal smell in here either right mm -hmm. alright let's see what's in the greenhouse it should be hotter than all hell in there. Well, and it's hot where you are right now. You're the, yeah. in the middle of a heat wave. Yeah, we're having a heat wave in inland California, and this greenhouse, it, the image I got pulling up was that it was all sealed up. So I would expect yeah. everything inside to be burnt brown. Yeah. Well, there is that small little tool shed that we'll have to walk past. We might as well open that one up, too. Yeah, it could be some more uh, chemistry in there. Yeah. Well, when you when you step over to the small, uh, looks like a small tool shed. Um, that's when you notice that there is a plastic bag sitting there that does have uh, some small bottles of weed killer and uh, a couple other little things like that. Um, 
Uh, other than that, inside the tool shed is exactly what you expect. Rakes, shovels, um, post hole diggers. Does, uh, does the plastic bag have like a store logo on it or anything? Uh, yeah, it's from uh, F.W. Herman or Cooper Seed. Yeah, we'll say F.W. Herman. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, so this is uh, that was the store on the uh, his to to do list for the farm. So it's a good. You can also see clearly from where you are now. You're looking right right past that at the greenhouse. And what you actually see is that there's a greenhouse on the left and there is a small building on the right. Um, uh, you can either enter through a door into the greenhouse or you can enter through a door into this other building. What's growing in the greenhouse now that we're closer? Can we see through the glass? Now that you, yeah, when you go up, well, you can't see much through the glass because it is solid foliage. Um, you're seeing leaves pressed right up against the glass. Uh, you definitely see moisture. Um, it seems like it's so densely overgrown that you you can't really see into the interior. And this little building to the right attached to the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. Does it have windows? Yes, it does. It looks like a lab. Hmm. When you look through the windows, you can see definitely some equipment, some bottles on shelves, some things like that. Um, uh, although it also seems to have things growing in it. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I'm uh, uh, speaking from a position of excessive caution, but I wonder if he shouldn't get a spray bottle of one of those herbicides before we go into these buildings. You know, that might not be a bad idea. Because uh, all we know now is that something probably local killed the hens, and something made Peter Tate, presumably, uh, flee this property uh, unpursued by obvious causes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming in the tool sheds, we didn't find a, like, because with this being so overgrown, I was like, maybe might need a machete to get through it. I'm assuming. There's no machete, but there's definitely lobbers and clippers. And okay. I'll go grab a hatchet or two. I'll go yeah. grab me a, a lopper. Yep, same here. Uh, and the, the, the big paraquat jugs, those are to be poured into machines and sprayed. They would actually be diluted. You have to be lighted and, and then poured in sprayers and things. And maybe uh, you find some. You find in the in the little shed. You find some sprayers. Yeah, I put plastic. Oh, you pump up and then you spray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get ready to kill some plants now. The punctures in Peter's vehicle. The scratches, you mean? The scratch, the gouges and scratches in the vehicle. Could a woody, thorn-like material possibly make that? I suppose under the right conditions, maybe. It would have to be something pretty, pretty tough. Yeah. 
if you're planning on spraying that herbicide, we might want to wrap a handkerchief or maybe a t-shirt or we'll go see if there's some curtains and cut it, them up. It might be the kind of thing that they wear gas masks. Yeah, it might be really respirator stuff. I, yeah. I would say yes, absolutely. But in case, hypothetically speaking, a vine comes out of there, I'd better than nothing just breathing it in. Try not to spray it at all, but the um, the pathways between these outbuildings are they gravel or just earth? They're all gravel. Um, any uh, signs of footprints or other marks? Is there a sign of struggle? No. They don't. They don't really show footprints very well. It's fairly coarse, coarse, sharp gravel, so yeah. it's not going to show footprints. Huh? Well, I think we should check out the lab. I mean. But uh, do you want to go in there without preparation other than hatchet and lopper? No, I say take a spray bottle, but only yeah. spray it if something insane happens. And if if you do, let us know so we go back up or at least put your shirt over. Yeah, you know. we, could have a, we could have a spray of some plant moves policy since we know that we've got a specimen of a thing that is kind of plant-like and also moves. Well, right. I want you to consider also that herbicides don't exactly kill instantaneously. They usually yeah. absorb and take a day or two to kill something, so. It might be repellent to something though. If an evil leaf came at me and I sprayed it with an herbicide, it might think you and not dinner. I, you know, again, we saw the we saw the creep show movie, and then uh, what's it's the Roger Corman movie, a Little Shop of Horrors, with a big plant that eats people. Now, if we would have had this conversation two weeks ago, I would have said this is absolute fantasy. But after yeah. seeing what we have at the lab, I can't discount anything. Yeah, before meeting a tree stump looking thing that has a bunch of mouths on it and can't be x-rayed, yeah. that's one thing. But the fact that there's a relationship between that thing and this farm, you know, they... Mm -hmm. All right, so what are you... Crazy? Yeah, I feel crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's go up to the lab door. When, uh... Oh, is a swing in or a swing out? Uh, it would swing out. So you're going to the lab door. Yeah. Not to the greenhouse door. Okay. Yep. Okay. Right. Now, Dr. Desmond Flores has got me paranoid, so I'm going to look like an idiot, I'm sure. I'm going to grab it, open it, and kind of like swing it where, you know, the door's between me and kind of peek around the corner. And I'm standing by with two <laughs> flippers. Hatchet, spray can. Um, when you open the door... There is something, something large, green, and leafy as the door swings open that suddenly comes out the door. But it just sort of hangs there. And you is realize something was growing up next to the door. And when you move the door, it simply no longer had support. Right. But it just looks like a plant. It's just hanging there. With Harold Gall blocking the door. I am going to shriek and... Like clip at it though. <laughs> oh, good heavens. Was Harold Gall a pot farmer? A pot farmer. Uh, <laughs> he didn't care about money, so I don't think so. 
Is the mass of green matter that falls shaped like a shrub or shaped like something else? Well, I think that I'll leave it at that part. <laughs> and we can start working on identifying the plants and stuff as, as we start next week. That's a good spot. So be it. Our players included David Gassaway, Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, and Jason Melnichok with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with our shows are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, Trevor Wiltshire, who is now contributing $3 a month. Thank you so much, Trevor. If you would like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.